0: Another episode of Second Breaks, a weekly show where we explore all the ways that we can make a career move and thrive in this changing world of work. My name is Lou Blazer, your host and a fellow Second Breaker, and as always, very very grateful that you are here, that I that you allow me to share a few minutes of your day with you. Now I have enjoyed many interesting conversations since I started this podcast in June 2017. And, you know, I've had the privilege to interview many, many guests who have been so gracious in sharing their experiences, their life story, their career story with me. And through those conversations, I have learned so many interesting, different, inciting incidents for why people make career changes. And as many varied perspectives on fears, risks, on challenges, and really life in general. And one of the most memorable conversations I've ever had the privilege of having is with Tim DeBellis, aeronautics engineer turned management consultant in the healthcare industry, turned coffee shop owner and operator, turned real estate professional. His view, Tim's view on life experiences and careers in general is definitely one of the most refreshing ones I have ever heard. Instead of his career being a pair of handcuffs that chains him to one path, like so many of us have had happen to us, Tim uses career shifts to go with the flow of life, to try things out and to experience different aspects of life. My conversation with Tim originally aired in episode 11, but I want to share it again on the podcast because, you know, for the new listeners of the podcast who haven't had a chance to discover it yet, I wanted to give you an opportunity to listen in to his story. And also as a reminder for those of us who have already heard it before, Tim's view on maximizing life's experiences really resonated with me. Life is indeed finite, as he says, and, you know, let's let's try and and be resolved to never waste too much of it doing things that we hate or things that only weaken us. Instead, let us have the goal to be always looking out for the spaces where we can grow, be more of who we want to be, and do more of what we want out of life. So um, here's my conversation with Tim, and just sort of to kind of put a time reference, my original conversation with Tim aired back in July 2017. So when Tim makes references to time, you know, like how long he's been doing certain things and, and stuff like that, just kind of keep in mind that this conversation originally aired in July 2017 okie dokie i hope you enjoy this conversation this gem of a conversation from our archives and i will chat with you again next week cool beans tim de welcome to second rake's podcast thank you for joining me
1: Oh, Lou, I'm excited to be here. I'm so, uh, so happy to be able to uh, talk with you and uh, reconnect with you.
0: Yes, yes. So, Tim, maybe what we can can do is start with, if you could tell us a little bit about what you do today and also share with us what you were doing just before this role. Is that okay?
1: That would be great. I'd be happy to do that. So, uh, now I am a real estate professional I have been doing that for about a year now. And so that encompasses a couple of different things. Um, I'm actually on the agent side of real estate. So working with clients, buyers and sellers. And on the business side of it, I actually have a business partner and we do we have a home rehabilitation business. A A lot of people like to call it flipping, but to think of ourselves as much more than flippers we really go into properties and really rehabilitate them uh to something really spectacular and and new so that's really exciting we've been doing about a year now i've been doing that and so prior to that i was actually uh working for a large um big four consulting firm for almost 16 years um doing professional services professional client services Mm -hmm. uh, environment uh, and focused on the healthcare space. So that was a very big part of my uh, career um, life cycle, if you will. Uh, And it was an exciting part of the career uh, life cycle, and I enjoyed it. And the great news is it provided me a lot of uh, fundamental skills, uh, foundational skills, That I'm just I've completely transitioned and transferred into the real estate my real estate career now because at the end of the day it's still all about client service and serving clients and so it's been um, a pretty good transition from that perspective and so yeah it's it's been a great year and I'm really excited.
0: Nice, nice. So I wanted I wanted to get deeper into the work that you're doing today, but tell me it's obviously been a big change, as you pointed out, 16 years doing one thing and then changing uh, field of work entirely. Could you share with us what made you decide to make this change? What happened? What was the trigger point?
1: So uh, great question. You know, there was a couple of things, really. Um, My husband and I, uh, we relocated from Southern California to Northern California uh, about four and a half years ago. And actually I relocated. He uh was still living in Southern California. And uh we were just having a conversation one day. We were driving the car and we were talking about what our passions were. And I found it to be very a very difficult question for me to answer for myself because you know we kind of get caught up uh in, in our day-to-day lives, our day-to-day working careers. And for some of us, I think it is difficult to really define what that one passion is in our lives. And so when we were having this conversation, I mean, he was pretty quickly able to answer the question, but I really struggled with that question. And it bothered me for quite a long time because I just really couldn't identify and pinpoint what my passion was. I enjoyed my consulting career. I enjoyed client service. I enjoyed doing what I was doing. But at the end of the day, and especially after, you know, about a 14, 15 year period of time, I realized that it wasn't my passion to be doing, you know, that particular element of customer service. So as I said, it was really bothersome to me that I couldn't answer that question. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And then one day it really just like the the proverbial light bulb went off. And I was thinking to myself, well, what is it that I do? How do I spend my time when I'm not working. And what it came to me was every single day, every single night before I go to bed, I'll be flipping through home magazines. I'll be flipping through the real estate apps to see what the real estate market is doing in my area. And just really spending endless hours throughout the week just immersing myself in real estate, in home design, home rehab um, uh, information. And that's when it hit me. That is my passion. This is what I do. And this is what I love doing. So once I was able to identify that, I think the the decision um, to kind of follow and, and, and pursue my passion um, really became very clear to me at that point
0: in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have to uh, take – I have no – knowledge of the real estate business, (laughs) Uh, but do, do you have to have certifications or did you have to do anything like that to get ready or to be prepared to do this work?
1: Yes. So you have to have, you have to be a licensed, uh, realtor. So I had to actually go through, um, a licensing program, uh, you know, the studying and then ultimately taking a test, you have to be licensed by the state. Uh, we, every state, I'm sure, is the same. But here in California, we have to be licensed by the state of California. Mm-hmm. And so um, it took me a while to do that. And what was interesting, Lou, is that I started the process and then I ended up getting a little bit distracted. I got so caught up again in just the day to day workings of my career yeah. and uh, the client uh, that I was working with at the time uh, was very demanding of, of my time uh, because there was a big project that I was engaged on. And so I found myself straying away from my path of pursuing this real estate license to the point where I was kind of questioning, well, is this really what I do want to do? And so it was a little bit uh, unnerving because I was so committed and so focused, and then honestly got pretty easily distracted back to my normal uh, quote normal day to day routine. Right. And then there was a there was another event that occurred, sort of a catalyst for me. And unfortunately, it ended up being a medical event that um, landed me uh, in the hospital for a number of days. And, you know, while I was sitting in the hospital or lying in the hospital bed, um, you know, things really become clear to you. You know, your whole perspective on the future uh, changes and I won't go into all the details of what that was, but it really sort of brought me back to what my passion was, what I was really kind of meant to be doing. And so it really re energized me and it refocused me back to my passion, which was real estate. And from that point forward, I did nothing but get back into the studying. I I just continued day and night studying to get that license and get myself prepared for for the next chapter.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I know a little something about being in a hospital and having the light bulb because that's exactly what happened to me too. But uh, when when you were making this decision, either the first time around when you made that realization that this is the passion or this is the path that you wanted to take Or the second time around, or, you know, when uh, after the hospital uh, incident, Um, do you remember what sort of challenges uh, or fears that um, you were facing at that point that could, that were maybe impacting the way that you were moving towards that goal? Uh,
1: Yes, I can be very specific about that. Um, And, you know, I'll, I'll be fairly candid with your listeners here. I mean, I was making a fairly decent salary uh, as a consultant. I was a senior director and making a very, very comfortable salary. And so, you know, it was a challenge uh, to think about giving that up because I realized that making the shift to a new career would mean that, you know, there would be a significant reduction in income. And I think like many people, you know, especially when you have uh, a decent income, you become very comfortable and you become very dependent on that income.
0: Yeah. The Um, golden handcuffs.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But that also are the golden handcuffs that kind of keep you where you are sometimes. And I'm fortunate enough that my husband has been very, very supportive of me um, together uh, because we kind of make these decisions together. And that's been very, very beneficial in, in enabling me to kind of pursue this. Um, and he encouraged me to say, you know, don't worry about it. Like always, we'll find a way to make it work. And so that was a huge part of my decision to, to make this uh, c- career change into real estate.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember how long it was from the time that you initially said, in terms of elapsed time, how long it was between the time that you said this is what I wanted to do to, when you actually pull the trigger?
1: It was probably, I would say between eight months to a year. I tend, I tend to make very somewhat rapid decisions when I feel that I've reached a point where it's time for me to turn the page to a new chapter. You know, this is not my first career change. Uh, I've actually had a number of careers uh, over the course of my lifetime. And I think that, you know, there I always people always ask me, wow, how did you do all this? Cuz I have a very sort of um very past. Uh I started off my career as a professional in the aerospace industry many many years ago. I have an aeronautical engineering degree and I started uh in aerospace and I was there for 10 years. And I worked on some amazing programs. I actually worked on the space shuttle program as a flight test engineer.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes. Yes. And so but at the same time, you know, I found that I was reaching the end of that journey and I transitioned into another career and, and ultimately, you know, into a professional consulting career and now into real estate. So I've had the opportunity and have made career changes throughout my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I, I've often asked myself and I have other people ask me, well, why do, you know, you've kind of shifted around a lot. And I, I sort of go way, way, way back to an incident or a, a point in time Where uh, I would uh, have many, many conversations with my grandfather, who was an immigrant and uh, came to this country as a young man, um, like many immigrants, with not a lot of education, and just just did uh, a variety of things throughout his lifetime, uh, only out of necessity to support his family. Mm. And I was just fascinated by the stories that he would tell me about all of the different things that he did throughout his you know throughout his lifetime, and. Uh, that that just really resonated with me. And it's, it's carried me, it's, it's been carried by me throughout my entire life. And I think that that is one of the reasons why I've had a number of career changes is because I just look at this from a very, I guess you could say philosophical perspective mm. and say, you know, life is only finite. And I want to be able to try to take advantage and experience as many different things in life uh, that I could really fit onto my plate. So Um, You know, it's sort of getting out there and it is a little bit more philosophical, but I do believe it is sort of a fundamental driving factor in me that uh, sort of propels me. To make these various career changes throughout my life
0: fantastic no i i totally uh am with you on that one because it has to do with mindset right because if you have that way of thinking in the back of your mind it kind of allows you to look at opportunities and different uh, changing directions in a different light than somebody else who has a, a, to- a totally different point of view or a totally different way of thinking right so exactly that's it's very helpful so um having said that so that's great so you have that his some personal history of changing direction and then you have also uh, stories within your family of people who have done that too and um and yet you know being in one career for 16 years with a solid stable well known company um and then deciding to leave that for real estate which some people might say is risky venture. Um, Did you have, I guess, what was your experience in terms of when you were talking about it with family and friends? Did you feel that more people were supportive or were many of them sort of warning you and saying, Tim, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Uh, Did you have to explain a lot or convince people about your decision?
1: You know, honestly, Lou, I'm pretty fortunate in that perspective. In that, my family uh, has always been supportive. My husband uh, has always been supportive. Um, my family, it, all of my family, are entrepreneurs. My mom and dad were their own business owners. My brother is his own business owner. So that sort of entrepreneurial spirit um, and and all of the risk associated with being your own business person. Uh, is well sort of ingrained within my family. So they understand that. Um, but they also understand the, the, the benefits of being with a, a stable company and, and having a stable income and all that stuff. So um, with that being said, you know, they've always been supportive of me and they've always encouraged me to follow those 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 dreams that I have. And I would say that my husband is the same. And as I said earlier, You know when we talk about these things it's not just one day i come and say hey guy by the way guess what tomorrow i'm going to be doing this i mean there is a there is a very long discussion process and we talk about you know what is this going to mean what risks associated with this what are the impacts to our lifestyle Um, and how would we go about that and you know what at the end of the day he's he's supportive of me and he has encouraged me all along the way so uh, I've, I've never really had to do a lot of convincing surprisingly, uh, where I get the most sort of reaction, sort of a questioning reaction is from my friends. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to leave what you have and, and go, go and do this crazy thing or try this new risky adventure? And, um, and I just explained to them that that's my passion and that's what I want to do. And. It, it's really an interesting concept because you really begin to see and understand you know the the different levels of risk that people are willing to take or willing to accept and um, and so it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic when you start having those conversations. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was uh, I was checking you out on LinkedIn in preparation for this uh, for this call, uh, and I saw something interesting in there, which now I understand sort of your your story that you've done many different things. But I saw a little bit of a, an interesting bit there, something about blue beagle coffee. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: I can and uh, again it's sort of just it's all uh, within the same realm of trying different things and experiencing different aspects of life and that whole element uh, really kind of started about six years ago you know my husband and I were living in LA and if anybody has spent any time in L.A., you know, how stressful that can be with the freeways and everything. And it it got to a point where I said, you know, I, I really can't take this um, forever. I need to know that there's an exit strategy here. And so we were on vacation and I said, you know, we need to come up with a five year plan of how we are going to transition from this high stress lifestyle into something that's more manageable, something that's more enjoyable. And so we came up, we did. We came up with a five-year plan. We identified, you know, what we wanted to look like in five years. What, where did we want to be living? How did we want to be living? Um, and so we came up with that plan, uh, ironically, while on vacation, sitting in a coffee shop. <laughs> and so there was the concrete part of the plan, but then there was sort of the aspirational part of the plan and said, wouldn't it be great if we could give up our high-stress careers and just be coffee shop owners in a little tiny town? And so, you know, that's kind of really where it came from. So we did some research, and we came up with a short list of, you know, small communities, small towns that we that we thought we might be interested in living in. And so we did some research, and we did some traveling and visiting And uh, ultimately we ended up uh, in Northern California. I've loved Northern California ever since I got here 30 plus years ago. And so, um, you know, I was at work one day and, uh, you know, on this pretty stressful project and I was just doing some searching online and I happened to run across this business for sale in the town that we were going to be planning to move to. And it was a coffee shop business. So I immediately called my husband and said, hey, guess what? There's a coffee shop business for sale.
0: It is and a sign.
1: There's a sign. It's the sign. It's calling to us. And so, you know, we, we talked about it. We did a little bit of research. And basically, as I said earlier, my husband said, well, let's do this. Let's try to make it happen. I mean, but we had to be somewhat practical and we both couldn't just, you know, pull up stakes and move. So we made the decision that I would, you know, take the leap of faith, and that he would continue to be to to stay working in Southern California. Um, it's a physician, so you know that provided us some of the opportunities to be able to do this. And so, yeah, we moved. I uh, I moved to Northern California, uh, ran this coffee shop, and uh, realized, wow um the idea and the and the dream of owning a coffee shop and running a coffee shop two is
0: different, far
1: different than actually owning and running a coffee shop. <laughs> so, yeah, that lasted about I would say 2 years and you know, it was great, it was fun, I enjoyed it, uh but the reality was and and this uh, kind of goes back to the financial aspects. The reality was I uh, our youngest daughter was still in college and, you know, I had made the commitment that, I, you know, we would we would pay for her tuition uh, mm. to go to college. And so, you know, she had two years to go and on a coffee shop salary uh, that really wasn't cutting it. So the reality was, you know, I was faced with reality and the practical aspect of things and that, uh, you know, I did have to go back to work. And the fortunate thing was that, you know, you know, lessons learned you never burn bridges because you never know when you might have to cross back over that bridge. Um, and so I was very fortunate that, uh, you know, going back to the consulting firm was, was an option for me. And I did go back and they were welcoming me. They welcomed me back. And so I continued to do that for another few years, um, was able to get my daughter through college and get her off on her life. And, uh, so, yeah. So when it came time for me to make this really uh, this next move into real estate, again, they were very understanding and supportive. My my consulting firm, very standing and very supportive and said, uh, OK, you know, go again.
0: Just, you know, as a brief segue, this thing when you said the dream of owning a coffee shop and actual running, For many years, this was my dream of of owning and managing a a coffee. My my dream was a coffee and wine bar. That was the thing. That was my dream for Mm -hmm. many, many years. And then my sister, all of a sudden, opened a restaurant with two other friends. So I kind of helped her out when she was setting up the restaurant and uh, it was fantastic. Like, the setting up, the launching of the restaurant was a great experience for me. But then when it was uh, running, it beca- uh, when it's opened and it's, you know, operational now, I realized, oh, my good! Of course, the restaurant is very different from a coffee bar, but it's kind of similar sort of... Very,
1: very similar, yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, so I was helping her out on, on, you know, weekends. Sometimes I would go over to the restaurant and help her out. And then I also obviously hear her stories and I'm like I'm like oh my god I don't want this after all like the the launching part was exciting but the running of it I was like I I don't want this and so that went my dream of opening (laughs) a coffee and wine bar okay I don't think this is for me (laughs) so I could I can totally relate to your story.
1: Yeah, the funny thing was before I actually made the commitment, um, I was talking with my accountant and he said, hey, I've got another client who uh, actually had a coffee and wine bar um, down in Southern California. And he said, I can connect you if you want to talk with him. And I said, sure. And so I met with him. And the first thing that out of his mouth was, what can I say to you? so that you will run in the absolute opposite direction of this, cho- of this choice you're trying to make.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? But it's such a, there's such a romantic notion about running a coffee and wine bar, isn't it? And I was just so, you know, and I would think about researching the beans and the wine and I was like, this is the life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a it's a very different life when you're on the other side of that counter. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Now, tell me, Tim, how what is work uh, nowadays? What is your day to day? How does it look like?
1: So I, I uh, again, I spend a lot of time working with clients. Um, you know, the real estate business, it, it, you know, it's a tough business. And, uh, you know, what I'm learning And I've listened to some of your other guests on your podcast, and I I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, really doing the research and preparing to make the move and everything. And that's, you know, I've done that as well. But I will tell you, there are times when I've made moves where, you know, I've done enough research to know about the basics of going into things. But I probably might have done more in hindsight before I actually made the jump. And so You know when i when i got into real estate uh i guess what i underestimated in making that move was that um you know it's it takes a long time to build up a client base and it's so competitive i mean it seems like everybody uh knows a real estate agent everybody's got a friend who's a real estate agent everybody's got a cousin who's a real estate agent their hairdresser is also a real estate agent so you know, there, you know, there's, there's no shortage of real estate agents. So I think, you know, not fully understanding the, 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 level of effort and the time that it takes to build up a, you know, successful real estate career was something I probably underestimated. So I do spend a lot of time, you know, trying to do business development work, trying to network, trying to meet people. Um, I do a lot of open houses, which I actually enjoy. Um, but it, it's that's kind of the thing. It's like you know you can take if you take away real estate itself for a moment. At the end of the day, you you are still starting a new business from the ground. So it's all about putting the right processes in place, the right systems in place. You know, it's everything that you would address on opening up any other type of business has to be addressed here. From budgeting, marketing, operations. Um, All of the stuff that supports all of those operations, all of that stuff has to come together. So I do spend a fair amount of time um, also kind of like building the business as well. Of course, as I said, aside from the agent, we also have I also have the the home renovation uh, business we do. And so, you know, I've actually got a project ongoing right now where we're getting ready to put it back on the market here in another couple of weeks So there's a lot of project management that's involved in, um, you know, making sure that the project stays on track, that you stay within budget. So I spend a lot of time at the project. I'm fortunate enough that the project is pretty close to my home. So I'm able to spend a lot of time there at the project. But then now we're looking for the next project. So, you know, be careful what you ask for in, in a way because you'll get it. And so I I really am immersed pretty heavily from, uh, you know, from morning to night in real estate in one aspect or another. But at the end of the day, I sit back and I say, you know what? This is exactly what I want to be doing. This is exactly where I belong. And this is exactly, you know, what I was meant to do.
0: And how is the stress level?
1: It's far less. It's far less, um, but that's not to say there isn't stress. Um, You know, there's stress in everything we do. And, you know, whether you're dealing with clients, whether you're managing your own project, there are always things that are going to be coming up that you're going to need to deal with. And so, again, for me, I think one of the advantages that I had coming into this was, spending so much time in the professional services, uh, industry in the, in the client service, client servicing industry, I, I, I really honed my skills in being able to adapt and, uh, you know, address all those critical things, those critical issues that kind of just are are popping up uh, all the time. So I'm able to kind of, you know, take it all in and manage it, but that's not to say that it's not stressful. It's just a completely different level of stress, and uh, I find it easier to kind of manage and deal with.
0: So one last question, Tim. Any advice for anybody who's maybe looking to make a shift in their career, you know, with your experience, not not just the recent one, but your lifetime experience of changing directions?
1: So if I had to, to sort of give one piece of advice, I'll give two pieces of advice. The first piece of advice is definitely do your research, um, you know, kind of know what you're going into before you get in there. Um, but I think the more important piece of advice is don't be afraid to go, because if you're afraid, fear is just it's such a limiting thing. And for me, uh, you know, I'm not afraid. And, and trust me, I've, I've made some changes and I've made some career moves and, and they haven't turned out to be all that successful. And so, you know, but at the end of the day, you always come back and, you know, I've always found a way to sort of land on my feet in one way or another. And so what I would say is if anybody's thinking about it, don't be, uh, in, don't be held back because of fear of failure. Uh, I, I always look at failure as an opportunity to learn. So that's my biggest advice. Just don't be afraid and, and go for it.
0: Fantastic. Well, Tim, this has been great, super. Is there actually do you have a site where we could if anybody wants to follow you along or find out your next project?
1: So I I don't really have um, specific business uh, websites, but I do have my Facebook page. And I've actually been posting a lot of videos on Facebook of uh, our project, uh, you know, from a week to week progress perspective. So, I mean, that's a way for people to kind of connect with me. Uh, and then um, my real estate firm is W Real Estate in Santa Rosa, California, and uh, I can be connected through there as well.
0: Thank you. That's great. So, Tim, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, with, with me and the listeners of the Second Breaks podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much, Lou. I appreciate you having me on your show.
0: Cool, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love so much to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. You can leave a comment at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 11 or send me an email at lou at secondbreaks.com. You can also let me know about what topics you might be interested to hear about in future episodes. Next week, my guest is health and lifestyle coach, Lara Dolch. Lara and I talked about what health and lifestyle coaching is all about and how she used an unexpected turn in the economy to start a new career. That's a wrap for this week's episode. You can download other episodes and subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast in the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed what you heard, I would really appreciate your feedback because your rating and review really go a long way in helping us reach as many people as possible. Those who could benefit the most from this podcast. All you need to do is go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review to get to the podcast in iTunes and leave your feedback there. Thank you so, so much. I will talk to you next week. Till then, keep on shining, my friend. Cool beans. This is The Second Breaks Podcast.